the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, you proclaimed him your beloved Son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Make all who are baptized in his name faithful in their calling as your children and inheritors with him of everlasting life. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the baptism of our Lord, the first Sunday after the Epiphany, is recorded in the prophet Isaiah, chapter 42. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will not cry out nor raise his voice nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. He will not falter nor be discouraged 
till he has established justice in the earth. And the coastland shall wait for his law. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread forth the earth and that which comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it, and spirit to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is recorded in St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, 
chapter 1. You see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty, and the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen, and the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. That just as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven, saying, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will not cry out nor raise his voice nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break and a smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. He will not fail nor be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands shall wait for his law. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I am glad that you are here this morning and have not listened to the popular opinion within the news media that all churches should close and not meet. We take care of those who are sick, and if you have a fever, you should stay home till you get over the fever. But the word and sacraments of Christ cannot be silenced. The church offers the light of salvation to the world in Jesus. And apart from the blessed gospel and sacraments of the Lord Jesus, our faith withers. Spiritual health, psychological health, mental and emotional health over the past two years has been hard hit quite apart from the physical health. You and I need the Lord's word and the Lord's sacraments more than we need food and drink because this is how our faith is sustained and hope and comfort is given to the troubled conscience and it is what gives us peace. And yes, the Lord's word and the supper of the Lord also has medicinal purposes. In other words, the more our spiritual health and faith is firmly anchored in Christ, the more it affects us positively, emotionally and psychologically, and yes, even physically. Should we think anything else when we gather at the altar to receive what the ancient church fathers called the medicine of immortality? Far greater than any vaccine or any medicine is the Lord's body and blood given and shed for the remission of sins. And where there's remission of sins, there is life and salvation. On this first Sunday after the epiphany of our Lord, we celebrate the baptism of our Lord. And I began the sermon by reading the opening verses of the appointed Old Testament reading, wherein the prophet Isaiah looks forward and speaks the word of God the Father to his Son. It's linked to what the Father said at Jesus' baptism. This is my beloved Son. Behold my servant whom I uphold. 
That is the Father's word spoken of in Isaiah to Jesus. Jesus is the Father's servant. Look at him. Behold my servant whom I have chosen. It is reminiscent then of what John the Baptist would declare after Jesus' baptism. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Look at him. It is why we gather here to look at him. And with the eyes of faith upon the Lord Jesus, there is the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. There is comfort for a troubled conscience. And there is strength to live under sickness and hardship and adversity and the cross of persecution and affliction. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. Do you notice in the Old Testament reading how the father speaks of delighting in his servant, his elect one? We hear it in today's gospel reading. Where the heavens are open wide, flung wide open by virtue of Jesus' obedience to be the sin bearer who would go to the cross for us. And the Father says, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Why? Because in Jesus' baptism, when he entered into the water, he aligned himself with your sin, with the corruption that plagues you, with the accusations that come against your conscience by the law because of your sin. He comes to the waters of holy baptism, and admittedly, John the Baptist is utterly confused. He's baptizing sinners for the remission of sins. I need to be baptized by you, and yet you're coming to me? What is going on here? Jesus says, permit it to fulfill all righteousness. He comes to holy baptism at the beginning of his ministry, not because he needs any sins that he has committed to be forgiven, but to align himself with you and to have the sin that is upon your heart and conscience and the sin of the whole world imputed to him. This is what he was, in the words of Isaiah, elected to do, called to do. This is why, in the words of Isaiah... He is the beloved, the one in whom the Father delights because he willingly became the sin bearer. No wonder John would say, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Behold my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. Notice here in the Old Testament, God the Father speaking, the elect one, God the Son, and the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, anoints the Son. We see it in the baptism of our Lord. The miraculous appearance of the triune God as Jesus is in the water. The Father speaks from heaven, and the Holy Spirit descends in the form of a dove, a white dove, purity, a symbol of peace. When the great flood wiped out all living creatures on the face of the earth, 
Noah as that ark rested upon Mount Ararat, sent out a dove. And the dove came back with an olive branch, the symbol of peace. And when he sent the dove out a second time, it did not return until we jump forward to the New Testament and the beginning of Jesus' ministry, and we see that dove descending upon the Lord Jesus. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will bring forth justice to the Gentiles, to the nations. The reference then to the anointing of the spirit here in Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in Jesus being anointed by the Spirit at his baptism and how the Holy Spirit would continue to minister to him by the Father's word. Do you remember how many times in the Gospels it says that the angels came and ministered to Jesus? At his Temptation in the wilderness, the first Sunday in Lent, we hear about how the angels ministered to him after Satan was rebuked and left him. In the Garden of Gethsemane, we hear how the angels ministered to him as he sweat the great drops of blood. How did they do this, the angels? by the word of the Father. When you don't even realize it in your life, the angels of God are ministering to you by the words that you have come to know and learn by heart and hear in preaching and teaching. The promise of our baptism in Jesus being anointed by the Holy Spirit is that you and I are anointed by the Spirit in baptism. And as the angels ministered the Spirit of God to Jesus throughout his ministry, that he might be faithful unto death and did so by the word of God, so the angels minister to you. Whether it's your pastor from the pulpit or the catechetical bench or the spirit beings who in the unseen realm speak the word of truth, By this word, the Holy Spirit continues to come to you and minister to you and comfort you and to strengthen you, even as Jesus was anointed by the Spirit at his baptism and continued to be strengthened by the Spirit to be faithful unto death. Notice how Jesus' baptism instructs us so much about our own Christian life as baptized children of God. It is for Jesus' sake who aligned himself with our sin and became the sin-bearer that you and I can stand righteous in the forgiving waters of Jesus' blood. It is because the Holy Spirit anointed Jesus at his baptism and made him faithful unto death for us and for our salvation that the Holy Spirit comes to you for Jesus' sake not only in the waters of holy baptism, but your baptism gives you access to the Spirit in the preaching of the gospel, in holy absolution, and in the word of God that is implanted in your heart. The more we understand the baptism of our Lord, 
the more we are comforted and strengthened by our own baptism and what it is to be baptized Christians. I am baptized. He fulfilled all righteousness, as he said to John, because he went to the cross as the sin bearer, receiving the punishment that we deserve that you and I might be set free. This is the justice of which the Lord speaks in the prophecy from Isaiah. He will establish justice for truth. And the final word from Isaiah's prophecy that I want you to understand is this. A bruised reed he will not break. A smoking flax he will not quench. That bruised reed, that smoking flax, refers to the trembling faith of the broken and contrite heart of a Christian. He will never heap the law upon you to such an extent where your faith is crushed and you have no hope. Throughout Jesus' ministry, we see how he ministered to tax collectors and sinners. The Pharisees, the high priests, the scribes, the Sadducees, the elders of the people who lived in self-righteousness needed the harsh and crushing blow of the law to bring about a knowledge of their sin and a need for the Savior that they did not believe they needed for they were their own Savior. But to those hearts that were broken, the bruised reed, the smoking flax, he never turned away from them, but he stood in the breach. Like the woman caught in adultery, he stood between that woman and her accusers, and he does the same for you and for me. That is the promise and the heritage of our baptism, that throughout our lifetime, no matter what the struggle of sin is, no matter how often Satan accuses us with God's own law, Jesus comes by the promise of our baptism to stand in the breach to the accusers who had stones to throw at the woman caught in adultery, he said to them, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. And they all went away. Jesus did not stomp out that smoldering flax, nor did he destroy that bruised reed. But by his mercy and by his forgiveness to the broken and the contrite heart of a believer, he always speaks his word of absolution and grace. This is what the baptism of our Lord is all about. He was baptized for us because he went to the cross for us and died for us and rose for us. And now in our baptism, he that did all this for us gives all that he accomplished for us, that we might be comforted and strengthened under the cross of affliction to live with hope and with everlasting joy and peace. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting.
Let us confess the faith with the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, you have fulfilled all righteousness in the baptism of your beloved Son. As we have received this righteousness by our baptism into Christ, make us bold in faith, fervent in love, that we may live out heavenly lives even in this world. We pray for Frank Copling, Holly Venkataswaran, Kyle Knorr, Kathy Stoltenberg, Sarah Miley, John Bender, and Lee Weber celebrating baptismal birthdays this week. Preserve and keep them in the righteousness of Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, as you have opened heaven to your church through holy baptism, give her faithful teachers to proclaim your Son, Jesus Christ, and all that accords with godliness, that many would repent of their sins and join him in his heavenly kingdom. Bless the call that we have extended to an associate pastor and headmaster. Lord, in your mercy. Preserve the family, O God, especially all Christian homes. Turn husband and wife toward one another in love. Equip fathers and mothers for their holy duty as teachers of the faith. And preserve all children in the saving faith and certain promises of their baptism unto life everlasting. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty Father, you break the wicked with your rod for the sake of your beloved children. Help us at all times to serve you with fear and to seek refuge always in the kingdom of your Son. Lord, in your mercy. 
Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for healing mercies granted to Jeremy and Gabby, even as we pray for your continued strengthening of their bodies. Your Son, Jesus, is the true Christ and the true King of this world. Grant great humility to all of us to receive your blessings as well as our sorrows without doubt. We commend to you all those in the congregation suffering with various viruses. Barb Levon, mother of Cheryl Gretzinger, recently released from the hospital. Those in treatment for cancer, Nancy, Abrieva Amaso, Jim, James, and Josiah, and Mark Golterman's cousin, Jerry, in critical condition in intensive care, and Fern Warfell in hospice care. Bring healing and strength of body according to your will, but above all, preserve and keep them in the true faith. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, grant humility to the rulers of the nations, especially our president, the Congress of the United States, our governor and legislature, that they would submit to the rule of law for the maintenance of justice, the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of those who do well. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, comfort all those who mourn the death of loved ones, especially our sister Marge Trimberger, called to her rest this past week, that they might hear the comforting message of the gospel, the promise of forgiveness and resurrection to eternal life. Lord, in your mercy. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you manifested yourself with the Holy Spirit in the fullness of grace at the baptism of your dear Son. With your voice, you directed us to the one who has borne our sins, that we may receive grace and forgiveness. Keep us, we implore you, in the true faith, since we have been baptized in accordance with your command and the example of your Son. Strengthen our faith in your, by your Holy Spirit and lead us to everlasting life and salvation. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For at his baptism, your voice from heaven revealed him as your beloved Son, and the Holy Spirit descended on him, confirming him to be the Christ. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive. Renew and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth, to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers. Deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me.
In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Welcome to the Divine Service this January 9th. Uh, just a little public service announcement. On, on this date, I forget the year, um, Richard Nixon was born. And then on this date, what year? 1956. 1956, Deacon Gatchell was born. And on this date in 1990. John Bender was born, so he has to speak to you today. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Oh, thanks. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm up here because it is that time of year again for the auction to be prepared for. Uh, a couple of things to cover. Uh, we are in need, of course, of donations for the auction. So the auction is the largest fundraiser for the Academy, as many of you or most of you should know. Uh, there are baskets, so baskets of like items that we use in the auction for live and silent items uh, that we need donated over the course of the next month. So the auction this year is March 19th. Uh, it is again at Lake Country Lutheran, uh, dinner uh, and auction, both live and silent. So you should put that on your calendar to come. Uh, tickets will be going live very shortly. But we are in need of donations, uh, and I need those in uh, middle of next month of February. And so if you can sign up for baskets, uh, or if you have other ideas, or people that uh, have businesses and such, please talk to me uh, as we are in need of those. Thank you. Just another r reminder, though, uh, fish fry is this Friday. Correct? Fish fry is this yeah. Friday, yes. And um, we not only need workers to work the fish fry itself when we're doing the drive through 
But there's other tasks throughout the week, like putting together coleslaw in the, in the cups and cutting potatoes. cutting potatoes and so forth like that, which are not as high stress as the working on the line and so forth. So there really is something for almost everybody. At so, almost any time. At, any time it can be done during the day, in the evening, whenever. So it would be a great birthday gift to John if you would just come to him and volunteer. Yes, we have one in January and one in February for fish fries. And then in Lent, we do them six in a row. So I need a lot of volunteers starting at the beginning of March okay. for Lent. So thank you very much. Have a good week.